This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. Okay, Hello so you've got a quick story. Go Hello. I'm going to see Neil Diamond in July. You know Are what? you really? I am. I'm going Can't to see wait. Brad Paisley tonight. Did I tell you that? You didn't. This is the Advanced Selling Podcast, turning it into Talking the, about the Advanced Music <laughs> Podcast every episode. I'm Brian Neal. Bill Kasky. Yeah, I saw Neil Diamond you. two years ago. He was really good. I saw that same concert. I think I was there. Was it in December? It in was. December? I was it there. Was. That was my At, birthday uh, present. Yeah. yeah it's fantastic. Uh, we are here in Indianapolis, Indiana, recording the Advanced Selling Podcast, as we always do. Uh, yeah, a quick story before we get our topic's really good, I think. It is a great um, topic. Uh, as we mentioned on the last podcast, I went over to uh, England again, and, and this is this is one of those things I have a, a real low tolerance for, is when just people just do stupid, stupid things. We get on a plane that has 288 seats. We sit down, and you're looking forward, and right above the on the headrest of the seat in front of you are some earphones. All right? Yeah. So you sit down. You grab the earphones, right? And those are your earphones for the flight. Mm-hmm. So everybody sits down. They load the plane. They get those. The stewardess comes on. I can't say it anymore. The flight attendant comes on and says, ladies and gentlemen, the earphones, your earphones are on your headrest. Not the headrest in front of you. So 288 passengers all at the same time start trading headsets again. Some have them in their ears. It's like, oh, these are yours. Oh, the earwax. I'm like, let it. Oh my are you kidding God. me? When you sit down, you, you're not reaching over your head. Like, I wonder if my headphones are up right. here. You're looking at the one right in front of you. So that drives me crazy that she had to do that. And it was very common. But in some meeting at the corporate yep, uh, level, yeah, there was like, well, how should we string these out? Well, let's we'll string them on the seat. They'll know. Let's put them behind them so they can't see them. Because your ears are kind of yeah. behind you. Yeah, that's good. That's very funny. That was my travel story. Okay, we uh, arrive at your uh, iTunes feed reader every week, usually on Thursday. Feed reader. And we have a training, sales training organization in Indianapolis, Indiana, and we like to um, share some stories we have from the field and from our, uh, f- our I was going to say fans. I'll say listeners. Fans work. We'll say listeners. Um, here's one from, uh, who is this from? Michael in uh, North, Car- uh, North California, Nevada. There's probably only one Michael out there, so you know who you are. Yep. Um, he said he moved to instrument sales in August of 05. He learned the basics from Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, and then he comically puts, or did I? Uh, <laughs> but love the new vision I get from your podcast. Uh, I think it's just the beginning. The amount to learn and incorporate in the world of sales is daunting. How do I focus my time and energies to be the most productive going forward if I know my weaknesses but feel overwhelmed by the magnitude of things I could be doing? Um, it, uh, I'm not sure exactly what he was looking for there, but... We came up with uh, an answer to the question because we get that a lot is, you know, how do I start in sales and how do I keep going back to the basics? Because even if you've been in the profession for 10 or 15, 20 years, there's still some basic stuff. You know, it's like basketball. You still got to shoot free throws, right? Still got to get down on defense. Still need to, you know, have the right attitude. So we've come up with a personal code of conduct. Yeah. And this tool too, I mean, you mentioned this is good for people beginning in sales, but I would challenge our listeners who would be curious to see out of the... 70 or so thousand people that subscribe to this thing. How many of the elite professional people themselves have a personal code of conduct yeah. for sales yeah. that they live by? I'm not talking about your personal you know, values code of conduct. Don't lie, steal, or cheat. We're talking about your sales personal code of conduct. I yeah. bet even the best don't have something like this yeah. written down. And in a lot of companies, this, this sounds like the operating principles or just the way we do business or how we do business. And 
I think uh, every salesperson needs this, and we've come up with 10 that, that we believe. Now, if, you, if you're following a different selling process and philosophies, these 10 won't apply. But we're going to take what we teach our clients and look at 10. We're going to do it a little bit different. We're going to give you five, Yep. and then we're going to ask you to email us for the other five. And what you will get then when we email it back to you is we will give you all 10. Yep. So we go uh, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com and just ask us to email the uh, last five or the final five of the code of conduct. Yes, we'll personal know what you mean. Personal code of conduct. If you put personal code of conduct in the subject tab, we'll know what, what it is. So listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. If you want the last five, we'll give you the first five now. Good. Okay, let's go through the first five. Do you want to start? Uh, sure. Uh, number one, personal code of conduct element number one. We always want to check our intent. Check our intent. I read a great article by a very forward sales thinker named Ram Sharam. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard of him. Ram Sharam. Am I saying that right? Ram Sharam. Ram I think Sharam. so. And one of the things he talks about, he wrote a book called What was it called? What What Customers Want to Know? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. yeah, it wasn't an article. It was a book. I'm sorry. Um, and he talks in there about... We, uh, he actually quotes another person who's a CEO of a company that talks about this intent idea his own way, but says, you, you cannot show up as a salesperson with the intent to get a deal. And that's how almost all salespeople yeah. show up is with yeah. the intent to get a deal. You have to come with the intent to help the person across the table get whatever it is that they want. And yeah. that has to be pure. Yeah. It can't be fake. Yeah. Um, we find that some people say that, but they still fake it. They still deep inside really want the yeah. deal. And personal code of conduct number one for us is your intent is to help only, and that is it. Help other people get what they need, want, solve yep. their problem, and you can charge for it. We want you to charge for it, but your intent has to be focused on them. Yeah, very good. Good. I'm going to do number two because I think it fits along with that. Sometimes, and, and number two is uh, on my list here is remove your ego. Yep. Uh, because it's hard to have a high intent when you're wanting to help someone else if your ego is out, is out of control. Yep. So in a way, removal of ego allows you to have the proper intent. Ego is really basic. It's fear. It's, put, it's, it's your needs. It's your perception of your needs. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of it's the paradox that if you remove your ego and focus on them, you're going to get more than you ever believed. Yeah. And I find that that rears its head most times when people want to get the other person to like them that right. too much in the sales process. And to lose that need um, really, really opens up the, the door for a different kind of communication uh, environment. Here's a clue that, that you can use and an indicator that your ego is um, kind of out of whack. And that is if you spend most of the time talking on a sales call, mm-hmm. whether it's a prospect or whether it's, it could be a client, if you are doing the talking and trying to prove a point and trying to build credibility and trying to trying to convince them in some way your ego is taken over very good very um, very good and so so that's the clue and, and sometimes it's 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 hard to be real objective on ego because if we ask 1000 of you do you ever let your ego get in the way 995 are going to say oh no, no not at never all do never do no. No, i keep that in check if you have to feel like if you're feeling like you need to keep it in check it's already out of control right. <laughs> so it's good very good all right let's go through okay next number 3 uh personal code of conduct for sales is i always Always, always talk about money. And we've discussed this before. We've had our own podcast episodes strictly revolving around money, but in a personal code of conduct for a salesperson, it has to be one of the things that we always do. And when we say talk about money, we're not talking about present a price list or or fax them over a, a price sheet. We're talking about really uncovering and discussing, discussing together with a prospect 
what is the cost of the pain or problem that they have and how does that relate to the investment in the solution that you're going to provide and does it make economical financial sense is it logical reasonable reasonable those sorts of things but always always talk about it we should never ever lose a deal at the end because of price ever it never happen and i would suggest you should never except under the rarest circumstance let the prospect be the one that that broaches the subject. Yeah, that brings like, it up. Like, how much does this cost? If if you've yeah. let them get into that mode, then you've got to take some drastic action. But personal code of conduct is you are always the one that brings it up, comfortable talking about it, and you do talk about it. And if if because you talk about it, and you uh, the prospect either doesn't have the budget, doesn't have the belief, or just cannot get over the money, then you got to move on. Yeah, it's good because they're not a prospect anymore. Agree. Numero cuatro, señor. Uh, number four is follow up meticulously. Personal code of conduct is if you are to be a problem solver and a change agent, then you've got to document things. If the prospect says, I've got five problems and here they are, one through five, you better be writing them down, taking notes, uh, going back to the office, hammering it out on the laptop or whatever, and sending it back in the follow-up email and say, let me sure, make sure I understand what your problems were. Um, write it down, make sure that it becomes, uh, it, it takes on a different form when it's in writing. Yeah. And yeah. the next time then you meet with that prospect, you can bring the email with you or a document and say, you know, before we start, I just want to make sure I understand the problems and to see if there's anything that's happened that, that causes us to need to co- cross one of these off or anything. Yep. But follow up meticulously. It is, a, it is abysmal the way most salespeople follow up. Yep. When I'm being sold something, it is, it's very rare that I'll ever get anything that, that in, in the least looks like there was any attention paid to the call after it was over. And that's the key. Meticulously doesn't mean on time necessarily. No. That's part of it. Meticulously means I listened to and heard what you said and tuned into it and have put some thought around it. Right. That, that's what you're saying. Right. Because I think some people say, well, I'm really good at follow-up. Yeah, if I say it's going to be there Tuesday, it's Tuesday. But what shows up on Tuesday right. is a bigger question. Right. Is what shows up on Tuesday, is it the same stuff that everybody gets? Or is it really, really an indication that you heard me and listened yeah. to what I had to say? Yeah. That's very good. And, and you know, I, that's so, it's so true. It's, it's, it's the attention you pay. If, if I get a follow-up letter from a salesperson or, or anybody who's called on me, mm-hmm. and I can see, you can tell when people sure. have paid a little. You know, I was thinking after the call, you said A, but yep. I'm wondering if B might also work. I don't yeah. know. Just a thought. I was thinking about you. Yeah. I mean, that's so much better than yeah. just, hey, look forward to seeing you next time, Bill. Yeah. Driving home, something you said popped into my head, and it made me think of something I thought I'd email it over yeah. to you. Little things like that. Or, yeah. you know, I was thinking about or... Um, you know, I was, I, was, I was thinking of something to say or I, I should have asked this in the call and I thought about it and forgot it and here's what it is. Yeah. It's something that tunes you into the person. Yeah. Good. Here's something else. and I know we're getting a little bit long on this one, long of tooth on this one. <laughs> but if you have people you work with, whether it's a manager, leader, or other peers, go back and talk to them about it. Go uh-huh. back and say, you know, I just had this meeting. Here's what the prospect said. Do you have any input? Because Very good. Because everybody brings a different perspective, especially if you've got a wise person who's been in the organization or in the industry for years. Yep. Go back and take it. And then you can say, you know, I was talking to one of our technical guys the other day after our meeting, and he brought this up. I don't – it just is a, a huge signal that you care. Yeah, good. Uh, number five, last one for the podcast on the personal code of conduct for a sales professional is uh, always, always find – and understand your prospect's pain. And when we say understand their pain, we don't mean understand their needs or what they want 
We don't mean that they want to buy a new bulldozer. We want to understand what about their business is driving them to even want to think about getting a new bulldozer and how does that impact them personally and so on and so forth. Uh, always, always find pain. And then be able to come back and articulate it to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and if someone says, what's their pain? Say, well, they're, they're looking for a bulldozer. Why are they looking for a bulldozer? Well, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure they're thinking about expanding. <laughs> You're pretty sure? Did, yeah. did you ask them that? Did they tell you that? Well, not exactly. But I could tell. I mean, I could kind of, I could kind of pick it up. Oh, I you read c- between the lines. You could tell when you were there, they're growing. <laughs> you could just look around. You could feel it. Hell, you could feel it. <laughs> so we uh, just want I'm to sure you've never done that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Never. Yeah, if you're if you're a manager too, uh, ask that question when a salesperson comes back and they say, uh, "Oh man, I had a great call with Phil. Did you? How'd it go? It was unbelievable. Oh, it's great, man. He's oh, a- went great. I mean, Phil's a good guy. He loves us. Yeah, he's he loves re- me. Really excited. So we, we had a great conversation. We went went through some specs and he's waiting on a pain? What was his pro- what problems he trying to solve? Well, why is he talking to us in the first place? So, so make sure you ask the question. What, keep asking the why question of your prospects. Find out why they're even interested in the first place. Find yeah. out what's beneath, what's compelling them to be interested in talking to you. Yep. Somewhere deep down, and we've talked about that on uh, many podcasts. It's in the book, Same Game, New Rules. It's in all of our products. Yeah. You've got to make sure you get really skilled at finding out what the problem is. Because if you don't, and there'll be times where it's just, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of work, but this is what you're paid for. Yep. That's how you make the big bucks. So just go to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com and put in the uh, subject line, personal code of conduct. Don't go there. Just email us to there. Don't, don't go there. Yeah, no, don't just... go there. Listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. That's the email address. Right? Gotcha. <laughs> so what? <laughs> what the hell? People are going to get in their car <laughs> and go there? I think it's a website. I don't want to think no, it's a website. Sorry. That's right. You're right. <laughs> Listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Um, and we'll us. send it to you. And, um, we'll send you the last five of the personal code of conduct. Yeah. yeah. Very good. All right. Anything else? Oh, go to Ask Bill and Brian if you want to be on future podcasts. When, your question, we get a lot of questions. And we're going to kind of formalize that a little bit. So uh, go to uh, askbillandbrian.com and fill that in, and we'll get back with you. Yeah. Very good. See you. Bye. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.